the last obstacle to college football playoff expansion appears to be out of the way. That's the focus of today's TDN Daily. Welcome to the Thursday edition of the TDN Daily Podcast. Chris Schubert back with you here once again on the show. A little bit of a different show today, wading into the waters of college football with the college football playoff expansion news that we kind of got late last night. So a little bit of a different show today. We don't normally do this here, but it should be a lot of fun to talk about what this means for the future of college football. But before we dive into that, got to tell you about our friends over at Bet Online. Basketball is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all of your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. They're always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events, whether that's the NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Just head on over to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. And this is news that somewhat came out of nowhere late last night where we found out that the Rose Bowl was no longer going to be the the roadblock. They were the last roadblock to college football playoff expansion, but the Rose Bowl went to the college football playoff committee uh, the group, not the committee that puts together the, the 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 teams, but the committee that oversees the college football playoff, and says, "Look, we are going to change our contract, and that is going to allow us to expand as early as 2024." And what that means is we're going to go to 12 teams. Uh, remember back in September, the president and chancellors that make up the college football playoff board of managers they approved the 12 team model that was proposed all the way back in June of 2021. So this expansion's been talked about for a while. We've talked about what's the right number, where we would go, what would be the right right path and more teams always made more sense for a couple of reasons one you could eliminate some of the controversy that we see on a week-to-week basis although I'm going to make the case here on this show that I don't think the controversy is really going to go anywhere right and I think there's going to be even more scrutiny put on the college football playoff committee but there's money involved with this there are more opportunities for college football playoff games there are opportunities for some of these teams to host games in their own venue could be revenues for the schools the tv contracts will get large so there's money at play here and expanding to 12 always made uh the most sense from that perspective that, that that they're in the business of making money and 12 teams allows them to make money but remember there were disagreements uh, among the commissioners on how that 12 team would work out and they wanted to implement it earlier than 2026. That's when the initial college football playoff contract expires. But this has now paved the way for this to happen as early as 2024. And the big holdup was the Rose Bowl, who have, a, who have a separate contract from all the other bowl games. They're an independent entity that has their own contract. They wanted kind of assurances that they would get the same time slot on New Year's Day. They wanted that exclusive broadcast window, even if they weren't a college football playoff quarterfinal game. And the college football playoff committee said, no, we're not doing that. We are, we are not going to give you certain luxuries that we're not going to give to other people. We're not going to treat you special. That's not not the way we're going to do things. And that's been the holdup. That has been what has slowed this whole process down. Well, last night, the Rose Bowl said, listen, we're going to, we're going to amend our contract. We are going to be ready to go. Let's do this. Let's expand to 12. And so we don't know the exact framework, but we have the basic framework. And I'm reading from an athletic story that does does a very good job of summarizing what the news was from last night. And this is where we can get into whether or not this is going to be good or bad for college football as a whole. We already have this with the backdrop of the teams moving to the SEC, Oklahoma and Texas. We've already got you know UCLA and USC moving to the Big Ten. So that is the backdrop. This expansion, 
12-team college football playoff will see the six highest-ranked FBS champions will be guaranteed access. So let me boil this down for you. If you are a Power 5 conference champion, no matter what your record says it is, if you are a conference Power 5 conference champion, you are going to have a spot in the college football playoff. So what this is going to avoid is years where a two-loss team potentially wins their conference and they don't get represented because they have two losses and we play the resume game and that team's left out even though they won a conference championship and a team that maybe didn't play in their conference championship gets put in because they only have one loss. We can avoid situations like we've seen with TCU in the past, with Penn State in the past, just teams like that that win their conference but have a uh, an extra loss that blocks them from getting represented even though they went to their conference championship and won it over a team that necessarily did it. You notice I said six highest-ranked FBS champions. That's because the group of six is going to get their their team in. So a Cincinnati, uh, a UCF, a Tulane, a, a, any of those schools that have a great season, they're not now going to be taking a spot from another team that can force that debate that we have year in and year out. They have a spot locked up. And then... The remaining six spots will go to the best at-large teams, and that is where I think the controversy will slide right back into the conversation, and the faults of the current college football playoff committee are not going to go away. I'll talk about that in a second. The way it would break down, the top four seeds will get first-round buys. So if you get one through four, so the seeding still matters. It's not just good enough to win your co- your conference championship. you got to have a pretty good season. you got to put together a good year to get one of those top four spots. You receive a first-round buy. Five through eight, so five, six, seven, eight, those four teams – will host on-campus games for the first round. I always thought this made a ton of sense. You, If you expanded the playoffs to any sort of, of teams, what you could do is you could take existing bowl games, slap their names on these college football playoff games, and allow these home teams, give them an advantage for being higher ranked, give them the opportunity to host the game. Now, the rest of the rounds will be played at bowl sites. It doesn't seem like they're just going to take bowl names and put them on there. They'll probably just call it the college football playoff first round or whatever the case may be. But it always made sense to give some sort of advantage for those teams, no matter how much you expand it to, whoever got the buy. Give teams a home game in their home building. Do you know how much revenue that would generate in terms of you know stadium dollars for traveling teams from the home teams from wanting to go to these games it's a it's an additional revenue source for the college football playoff so we've got the top four get a buy the next four get to host the the other four in home games in the first round and then the rest of the rounds are played at bowl sites that's where we have what we have now the rose bowl uh, the cotton bowl uh, and all those bowls that have those names that are part of the college football rotating semifinal and and final right that's the way the current setup is structured so we're going to go to 12 it certainly looks as if we are going to do so relatively soon not next year but the year after in 2024 and you know, listen, if there's one thing anybody listening to this podcast knows about me, it's that I constantly criticize the college football playoff committee. I don't think they've done a good job. I don't think it has been a overall better system than the BCS, right? This was the system that we used to replace the BCS because the BCS was so bad. I don't think this is a huge step in the right direction. I think, if anything, it's marginally worse than what the BCS was putting out on a year-to-year basis. But we've now put in we've now made a step in the direction of where we can take out some of the uncertainty because I'm of the belief that man, if you win a Power 5 conference and you are a Power 5 conference champion, you should have a seat at the table in the college football playoff because this is a year like this year where that might not be the case. A team that wins a Power 5 conference might be left out. 
might not be left with a seat at the table depending on the way the order uh, stacks up. And so I, I, eliminating that and making it very easy, you win a Power 5 conference, you're going to get in. I think eliminating the controversy over a Cincinnati or a, a BYU or a Tulane, a UCF, whatever the case may be. I'm using Tulane because they're in a, a conference championship game this year where if, they would, if this would have been the setup and they win, they would be moving on to the college football playoff. So I I UCF in years past, we, Cincinnati finally getting in, uh, getting those teams represented and not having them take a spot of somebody else, which forces the conversation of, well, they don't play in a power five conference, they don't play a tough schedule. You can eliminate all of that noise and say, listen, the highest ranked power five, non-power five conference champion, you are going to be in the playoff. You have a spot. I think that's fair. I think that's a very easy way to do this and take it out. The thing that I think is going to cause the biggest amount of stress and anxiety and controversy and is going to be the source of a lot of agita here year in and year out is the remaining six spots will go to the best at-large teams. And my biggest gripe, my biggest criticism with the college football playoff is when those first rankings come out, even when those second rankings come out, even when those third rankings come out, and there are nitpicks of, and, and I'm, I'm guilty of this, of, man, why do they have this team ranked 12 and not higher? Why do, why do they have this team inside the top 25? All of those things, everyone just likes to focus on the first four and then the next two out. I like to focus on the entire 25 because it paints a picture. It tells a story. It shows me the college football playoff committee's mindset on teams, and it shows me the avenues for those teams to still be in the conversation. And now that you're going to expand beyond four, that you're going to expand to 12, because right now where you sit at five and six matters. Think You don't think it matters this year that Ohio State's sitting five and Alabama's sitting six? You don't think that matters this year that those two teams who aren't playing in their conference championship games are looking for a team inside the top four to lose their spot? to lose their conference championship game so they can make a case to get in. You don't think it's important where Ohio State and Alabama are put in that order? Of course it matters. It doesn't just matter who the first four are. It doesn't matter who the first six are. Think about it. Alabama is only in this situation because of the way the committee ranked them following the LSU loss. Where they put them allowed the dominoes to fall in a way where if certain teams lost, Alabama could very easily and very quickly move back up the board and be back in the conversation. So now you're expanding to 12. So now I do care where teams 17, 18, 19, 20 through 25 are ranked. I, that does matter. That process, that thought process, that methodology, of course it matters. And so while right now there hasn't been a lot, a lot of scrutiny put on that, I certainly talk about it every chance I get and how I think it's flawed, how I think some of the quotes we hear from the college football playoff committee about their methodology for putting one team in front of the other is flawed. And it's important to point those things out because it is that methodology it is that process that is going to directly impact those six spots at the best at-large teams. There's nothing the college football playoff committee can do about the, the automatic bids for the conference championships. Now, it's where they seed those teams, and we can have a debate on which teams should be seeded more, but those teams they can't take out. It's those six at-largest. It's those teams that don't win the conference championship. Maybe it's a team that loses. I'll give you a perfect example. LSU beats Georgia on Saturday. Georgia would get one of the six at-largest in a 12-team playoff. Rightly so. It would be their first loss of the season. They would have made their conference championship game. They deserve to be in the conversation. Now, I would love to see what the college football playoff committee would do with something like that. Would they rank a one-loss Georgia who didn't win their conference championship ahead of an LSU team with three losses that won their conference championship? There are still opportunities for the college football playoff committee to ruin this, to mess this up. And so I think a lot of people default to the idea of we're expanding to 12, we're going to eliminate 
a lot of the controversy. We're going to eliminate a lot of the agita. This is going to be great. This is going to be easier. I am going to put a little pause on that. I want to pump the brakes just for a second on that because I don't know if I still tr- if I, I don't trust this committee to pick four teams. I'm now going to ask this committee to pick six teams. Six teams that aren't the conference champions. I think it's easy. Georgia wins this week. They're undefeated. They're in. It's easy. It's easy for the, the, the committee to do that. It's easy for the committee to put in TCU if they win. It's easy for the committee to put USC in if they win, right? It's easy. When it's difficult, when when things get hard, when things are challenging, when it's not as clear-cut as this team gets in, they're undefeated, they won a Power 5 conference, they're one of the automatic qualifiers, get them in. It is those six at-larges that I think the college football playoff committee has earned zero trust that they're going to be able to pick the right six teams. And do we really need 12? Is everybody clamoring for 12? I think everyone's clamoring for eight. You get your your five conference champions conference champions from the Power Five. You get your group your you get your best non-Power Five conference champion, whether it's a UCF or a Cincinnati from the American or from one of the other conferences. And then you get two at-larges. That feels more comfortable. But again, we like money. We like TV contracts. We like TV dollars. And more games equal more dollars. And college football playoff is a behemoth. And expanding it to 12, getting those first-round buys, all of that stuff generates more money, more buzz, more content for the college football landscape. And so, of course, they're going to do that. I just don't know if I trust this committee to make six at-large decisions. Because, again, a lot of the decisions they make, a lot of those four are automatics. They don't really have to think about it. they got to think about where they seed them, but they really don't have to think about it. It's those edge cases, right? It's the team that gets in at four. It's what do they do with the Cincinnati? Normally, on a year-to-year basis, we're talking about one spot. Now, we're going to talk about six spots because the other six are decided for them. And I don't know if I trust this playoff committee to make those decisions year in and year out because I don't trust their methodology as it is. I don't trust the way they handle teams. I don't trust the way they rank certain schools because of the conference that they play in to set up the the opportunity for them to move back up the board later. And you don't think it's going to get even worse when there's 12 teams? Again, pay attention to the way the first couple of rankings play out. Pay attention to where they put certain schools. Pay attention to where they put certain conferences because that tells you how the committee feels about certain team and how they are potentially opening the door for that team to be back in the college football playoff mix down the road. So listen, expansion is a good thing. It is a good thing to potentially take out some of the teams that don't get in, that should get in, and you can eliminate that by saying, you win a conference championship in a Power 5, you are in. I think that is a good thing. I think that is a good fix. So I think expansion is a good thing. I think going to 12 is probably too much. It's probably doing too much, and I think it's going to create a lot more problems. And we'll have to see. We're going to have to wait until 2024 in order for us to see this. But I don't trust the College Football Playoff Committee to make six at-large decisions. I really don't. And we talk now. There's a lot of conversation now about, oh, why would you put a why are you going to put a Cincinnati in there? Why are you going to put a UCF in there? They're going to get blown out. They're going to get the doors blown off of them by an Alabama, by an Ohio State, by a Georgia. I know they're undefeated, but they don't play in a good conference. They're going to get the doors blown off of them. You don't think the fifth and sixth at larges on the on that list are going to be powerhouse teams? They're going to be able to win a game or two. You don't think that conversation is going to come back up again? It should. If you're going to talk about Cincinnati and UCF that way, I want you to talk about the 5th and 6th that large is that way too. 
And so the Rose Bowl, they get out of the way. They say, listen, we're, we're good. We're going to move forward. They were the last roadblock to expansion, and now we can actually talk about it. And 12 teams is apparently the direction that they're going to go in. Uh, I think it's too many. Uh, I've, I've told you here on this show how I think the College Football Playoff Committee is constantly angling to keep teams close enough to where if things fall, they can put that team back in without a real true methodology of evaluating the, the on-the-field football product. And I think now asking them to make six at-large decisions instead of four and taking away some of the gimmies and making it really easy for those teams to be put in, I think you are really going to start to see just how flawed this process is. And in my personal opinion, how bad the college football playoff committee is at their job of evaluating football teams on a year-to-year basis. But we'll see. Expansion on the table. We knew it was going to happen eventually. The Rose Bowl finally gets out of the way, and it appears it's going to happen earlier than the 2026 uh, deadline. So we'll see how they do it. The only thing we can we can sit back and watch and, and, and see how it would work. And I'm sure the conversation this weekend would be, now that we have this news, we'll, we'll look at when the, when the final rankings come out and we determine who's in the college football playoff. I'm sure they'll have a little segment there on ESPN talking about what a 12-team bracket would look like if the, if the case may be. Just remember, I, I want you to think about this on Sunday when you're looking at these rankings. Think about this. Think about the way it would play out if it was a 12-team playoff. Think about the way the committee ranked certain teams would have impacted this year because it didn't matter this year because it's only four, but think about what it would look like if it was 12. So a little bit of a different show here today. We very rarely go into the deep waters of college football unless it's the NFL draft related, but I thought a big enough story that the expansion is being kind of expedited, the Rose Bowl getting out of the way and this is going to move forward and it is going to be a conversation and it's conference championship weekend in college football we're going to get the college football playoff uh, on Sunday so I figured it was very timely to bring you this show here on Thursday we got a fun one tonight in the NFL uh, Patriots, Bills, a huge ramifications for the AFC East and for the AFC playoff picture at large. So a a good Thursday night game with playoff implications that is going to matter for the long term of how this season plays out in the NFL. So that should be a good one. Looking forward to that. That's going to do it for the Thursday edition of the podcast. I appreciate you all going with me on this journey of a little bit of a rant about the college football playoff committee uh, and now what expansion looks like as we are more than likely moving to 12 teams sooner rather than later. Thanks as always to Ben Online for their continued support of the podcast. Everybody have a great Thursday. Enjoy Thursday night football. I will talk to you all tomorrow.